Hi there! In this video, you will learn five secrets to setting boundaries with narcissists and respecting boundaries in a relationship. Hey, I'm Antje Boyd, founder and creator of the Magnetize Your Man Method. And look, I am super passionate about helping you to set boundaries and really, really handle and navigate if you are in a narcissistic relationship, if you're dating narcissists, if you come across narcissists, so that you really become more like a narcissist repellent. How is that? Now, I'm really passionate about this because I myself grew up with a narcissistic mother, I grew up with all those dynamics that were happening in the household, all this manipulation, sabotaging, second-guessing, questioning and doubting myself and totally losing who I am and, and what I want and totally forgetting about that because I ought to just remember what my mom wants, you know, what she does. And guess what? Because of that, I was, of course, a lot of attracting a lot of narcissistic um, behavior patterns in men into my life as well. Now, luckily for me, I found lots and lots of tools, techniques, broke through those patterns and attracted my super, super amazing husband of now six amazing dream years together. And look, I want to teach you how to do the very same thing. So let's go ahead and dive right in, shall we? So secret number one is no is a complete sentence. And yes, you may have heard this before, but yet there's this part inside of you that just kind of wants to like give everybody sort of the benefit of the doubt, explain things a little bit more, justify things a little bit more. But look, here's what happens when you do that. For one, you communicate to the other person that this is actually not normal. Well, picture this. If you have dark hair, why would you have to explain that you have dark hair, right? If you have green eyes, why would you have to explain when you have green eyes? Same is true with your no. A no is a no. And so this is really important because you have to really be really consistent and you have to advocate for your no. You have to be your own backup for your own no. And interestingly enough, I have a great story about it of a wonderful, um, successful client I worked with and she actually said no to a coworker. It's such a cool story. And she was really scared because she was really like more the typical people pleaser, right? And so, um, and so she was like, oh my God, they're just going to say, who do you think you are? You know, like go get lost. And instead he totally loved it and he totally like high-fived her. So look, this is how easy this can be, how simple this can be. Now, in order to really say no is a complete sentence, what have to you be willing to be with is sort of the unknown, right? This is like, whoa, this emptiness, this uncomfortable uncertainty that's like follows afterwards. Because what happens is in that unknown, in that emptiness, what comes up to the surface is, of course, shame and embarrassment and really saying, well, who am I? Do I have the right to exist here? Do I have the right to have a different opinion? And of course, depending on your childhood and if you do attract narcissists into your life, you probably have a childhood with an emotionally unavailable parent, if not 
a narcissistic parent. What that of course means, once you face that emptiness, right, you like right away hear those voices in your head from your parents that say like, who do you think you are? No, 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 this is not how we're rolling here in this household, right? And then you like, you're feeling yourself literally deflating and shrinking and wanting to hide in the corner, right? And like, in order to avoid that, it's really about embracing the unknown and how you do that is saying no and take a breath, take a breath, fill out that space that otherwise you would want to fill in with some laughter or of course with some explanation. Secret number two, remind yourself of your worth. I am a queen. I am the prize. I am infinitely worthy. I have just as many rights as you have and so on. So first and foremost, just really developing a super healthy internal dialogue. Now, hold on one second, Aunt here. How am I supposed to feel more worthy? Well, first and foremost, believe it or not, it is actually you starting to focus on yourself. You are actually turning everything that you're sending out, like being the giver and the provider and you're being so generous, actually flipping that, right? So if you visualize like almost like a radiating, you know, you know, energy going out, right, to other people. It's almost like as if you're radiating that energy back to yourself and actually asking yourself, how can I give to myself even more? How can I provide even more for myself? How can I be even more aware of myself? This and many questions like that, we will truly help you in really reminding yourself of your own worth, okay? Because it's like, think about it, it's like really almost mm, inauthentic to say everybody else is more worthy than you. What, what are they doing differently? Are you born on a Monday and they're born on a Tuesday? And so everybody who's born on a Monday had a bad, he's, they're just not worthy, right? Just God was just like worthy, worthy, and has like those stamps, not worthy, right? And, and think about it this way. Sometimes we say we're not good enough, but then on the other end, we say we're actually special enough that we got a special stamp that said, I'm not worthy. Of course, that is so not true. And it's really about you're bringing your thoughts, your beliefs about yourself, your actions, and your words into alignment with that worth. Secret number three is be willing to leave the relationship completely. Now, this idea actually comes from the sales and negotiation world. As we know, when we think about those high level financial negotiations, you know, when we call it a shark tank um, or the pressure, uh, you know, all those, you know, war room and whatever the rooms are all called, right? Um, what you want to know is like that the person who is willing to walk away is oftentimes getting the deal. Now, why is that? Now, let's actually roll back on that because it's about attachment. Okay. So it's really understanding, okay, if you are less attached, you actually attract your man much, much faster. Now, I remember a really cool story of one of my friends and of my, one of my clients, <laughs> one of my friends, well, they're all my friends now too, for sure. Um, but one of my clients and, and she actually, when she really learned, right, when she just really trained herself to not be attached 
any more to how the guy responded, if the guy liked her, if the guy responded to her, and she actually became rather unattached and she became more committed to the process and detached from the outcome, that's when things really shifted rather fast for her. I mean, she had finally reaching out men to her left and right, consistently texting her. And then after texting her, they actually called her, they asked her out. And it was so funny. I remember she was telling me, well, Auntie, we'll just see how it goes. And I was like, who are you, right? But she had, of course, implemented all my principles that I teach in my Magnetize Your Man programs and uh, was willing to walk away. You know, she said this or even something better. So keep that in mind. So secret number four is, as I already mentioned before, don't second guess yourself. Now, look, I really speak from experience. I will never forget all this time when I was doubting myself, when I was going on hundreds of first dates and questioning myself, when I didn't get a text message back, when I didn't get another inquiry, when I didn't get asked out again, what did I do wrong? Did I do something wrong? Did I say something wrong? Should I send a smiley face? Should I have sent a text message without the smiley face? I know this sounds so crazy, right? But yet, how many times, be honest with yourself, are you going into analysis paralysis and just really look at the super tiny and just really irrelevant pieces of your communication and second guess yourself, doubt yourself. The minute you make a decision, you're like, hmm, should I have gone the opposite direction, right? Maybe you have to make a decision whether you should go on a date with this guy or should go on a date with this other guy. Maybe you met a couple dates uh, online, let's say, right? And you're like, oh, should I have gone with John? Now I feel like I should have gone with Peter. I should have gone with Peter. Now I feel like I should have gone with John. And so what happens there is there's a parts conflict inside of yourself. So the same was true for me as I talk about my anxious ambivalent and also uh, my disorganized attachment style videos that you can of course also check out on my channel. But what happens here is that you have this conflict, this parts conflict inside of yourself, right? And so that shows up in your dating. That's this part that wants to have the connection and that wants to have the support and the safety. But then there's also this complete other part that sort of wants variety and it wants space, it wants freedom, it wants independence. And so that part will always make you second guess yourself. Also, another reason why you will second guess yourself is really coming from your childhood. Now think about it this way. If you said, well, mommy, I just really wanna go out, let's say you're five years old, and I just really wanna go out and play with, with my friends, right? And then your mom's like saying, no, you're not playing with this kind of person, right? And you wait a minute, I really like this person. Right? I really enjoy myself with her. We're having a great time. I feel really good about myself in her presence, right? But yet, now you have the other truth from your mom on the other side. And so now you kind of have to reconcile that, right? And so now, because you remember, you're depending for your survival on your primary caregiver. So if they say, well, no, 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 this is not right. You should not rely on this. You know, and remember also your mom is your first, uh, your sample of humanity, right? So, so whatever your mom says or whatever your dad says, your primary caregiver, right? That's what you do because that's how you survive in this, what they call world, right? So think about it from a small child's perspective. 
And so now you have to reconcile. So the minute you make a decision for yourself, you're stepping into independence. You're stepping also into what we call separation. You want to like, oh, wait, did mom want to do that? You know, like what if mom agreed with that? Right. And so, so now you have that parts conflict and you carry that on. So the biggest piece here is really distinguishing what did your parents want for you? So you have to make a separation here and I had to do that as well. And then what do I want for myself and learning to be unapologetic with that and also letting go of that eternal sort of like approval seeking, right? Like, you know, I need this like approval and I need to be right. And, you know, I need to be supported and also being okay to have an opinion that may not be supported. Right. So it's really important. That's why we, when we go back to to secret number one, knows a complete sentence, really backing yourself up, being your own rock in the sea and not relying on what other people from your past wanted you to do. And secret number five is getting into a new environment or social circle that supports you. Now, look, there's this old saying that environment trumps willpower. So that is right, right? Jim Rohn said that our success is directly proportional to the five closest people in our life, right? Show me your five closest people and I show you who you are, what income you have, what kind of quality of relationships you have, and in some cases, even what kind of health status you have as well. Okay, so it's really important to surround yourself with really people who have what you want. So my husband and I will always make sure when we hire somebody, when we're surrounding ourselves with people that they have what we want, that they live in alignment with our own life values. Because we know, look, we're not always conscious 24 seven, right? We are processing two billions of bits of information per second. Now, get this out of those two billion, we're processing only 134, not 134,000, 134 on a conscious level, right? So, so we're having, we don't have a lot of control on the conscious level, right? And so part of where the unconscious level comes in is our environment. So you better damn make sure you live in a good neighborhood, you have the right friends, you have the right dialogues, right? So you're not talking about people, you talk about ideas, right? So that's what successful people talk about is ideas. They don't talk about people, they don't gossip, right? And also making sure that are they talking behind somebody else's back? You know, rest assured, they're gonna do the same about you. Do they have integrity? Do they follow through, right? So, so important. So really making sure that your social circle supports you in those boundaries, right? So how to set boundaries with a narcissist, it's really, really important because so if you have like girlfriends who are really supporting you as well in setting those boundaries, then when you come up with this sort of empty energy and space, right, after you say no powerfully, right, so then you feel like extra, you have an extra support, you have an extra cushion. And so you feel much safer to set that boundary. Okay. And then of course that social circle will also help you. It's almost creates a little bit of a leverage to pull you out of that, 
uh, relationship and helping you to say no reminds you also who you are, what you stand for, what your values are, and so really being that perfect mirror for yourself. So look, those are the five secrets and setting boundaries with narcissists and respecting boundaries in a relationship. So if you like wonder, okay, so I have a really hard time doing that, Auntie. I still don't know how to navigate this shame conversation, the embarrassment, and just like wanting to shrink, you know, and just I just don't know how to how to say no, how to stand in my truth when I'm negotiating when I'm willing to walk away, what do I do, you know, this fear of rejection, what do I do if I end up with something worse, you know, all those what ifs we have. So if you're struggling with any of this, I invite you to come on the Magnetize Your Man Heart to Heart Chat with me, where we get crystal clear, where is this all originating from for you, what are the roots and how can we shift it, how can we pivot so you can actually take advantage, you can take your own wheel into your own hands in your relationship and really determine your own destiny. So for that, hop on over to magnetizeyourman.com, grab that link below the video and grab your slot as long as they last. I am certainly so excited to talk to you about this topic. It's my very, very topic, boundaries, narcissists, like you name it, because I managed so, so much, you guys, and I'm so happy to share all those tools with you. All right, so this is it for today. Much love to you and I will talk to you soon. Mwah!